You're listening to the free preview episode of On Belief, a podcast about cults by Karen Geyer. To hear the entire episode, go to patreon.com forward slash Karen Geyer, K-A-R-E-N-G-E-I-E-R, and sign up. It's only $5 for the entire series. This is On Belief, a podcast about cults by Karen Geyer. Episode 3, The Family, with guest Chris Johnston. This is, this is the guy. If you're going to learn Transcendental Meditation, he's the guy to learn it from. You've taught so many amazing people, but we don't want to name drop right now. But you're, so tell people what TM is exactly. So Transcendental Meditation is a very simple, natural, easily learned technique that's done for about 15 to 20 minutes, twice a day, sitting comfortably in a chair, that just allows your active, agitated, thinking mind to just settle down and access a field of calm that lies deep within every one of us. I like to use the analogy of an ocean. Choppy, turbulent waves on the surface of the ocean, you could think, oh my god, the ocean is just in upheaval. But you do a cross-section, and deep within the ocean, it's silent. And our mind is the same way. And so transcendental meditation, not a religion, not a philosophy, not a way, change in lifestyle. Anyone can do it from 10 years of age and up. And I taught Ellen, and it was very satisfying. Yeah. yeah. When did, how long ago did you teach me? It was like six or seven years ago or something like that, was it? Yeah. I, yeah. It could have been longer than yeah, that. Yeah. Long time. And, and uh, you were great. I remember asking you why you wanted to learn to meditate. I put this in the book, and Ellen said, I want to maintain permanent connection with the intelligence that runs the universe. And I thought, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) And then she paused and she said, and I can't sleep at night. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it does. It really helps you. I mean, it makes a difference. It just calms you down. So it seems like in the world today, everybody, I mean, we just talked about this on the show the other day. There's a survey that says, like, just about every young adult stresses six hours a day at an average. And, And we're all stressed today with what's going on in the world for various reasons. So it seems like now more than ever is a time that people should meditate. Well, I think we're living in an epidemic of stress, and stress is not just something we just sort of want to sort of muscle through. We can't ignore it. It undermines our immune system. We get sick because of stress, digestion, memory, the ability to sleep. It literally, too much stress over time kills us. And so now more than ever, it's not a luxury. We crave, we look for quiet, for stillness. And there are many meditations out there that try and stop the waves on the surface of the ocean. They're difficult to do. Transcendental meditation, as you know, is just effortless diving within and access that calm, and it completely transforms the brain and the body. Yes, it does. Explain some of the things that it does for you. Well, there's been over over the last 40 years, there's been over 400 scientific studies published on the technique that show that it reduces anxiety twice as much as any other sort of relaxation technique, depression, insomnia. It wakes up the brain and improves memory, focus, creativity for people who have high blood pressure and heart disease. It's more effective than, in, in many regards than even antihypertensive medication. That's not just me talking. That's the American Medical Association publishing research and the government funding. Transcendental meditation is having the kind of celebrity acceptance that other high-demand groups can only dream of. It has captured the minds 
and imaginations of some of the biggest celebrities on earth, including Oprah Winfrey, Tom Hanks, Jerry Seinfeld, and now Ellen. You may have only heard about the group because of David Lynch. But what do we actually know about this group? Today, an insider named Arya Siegel, author of Transcendental Deception, is here with us to talk about it. Welcome, Arya. Arya, can you tell us how you got started in the movement? When I was a young man of about 24, I was a graduate student at Berkeley. Uh, and uh, it was the height of exploring everything. And a good friend of mine was an emergency room physician. And we were both in the School of Public Health and Health Planning. And he started TM. And he said that uh, he was feeling better, feeling more rested, more energy. And he thought I should try it. So how does it work? How do you get involved? Is it a course? Is it a meeting? What happens is you go to two introductory meetings. This is what was happening when I started, which is like 1971 or so. And I don't think it's really changed very much. Uh, then you make an appointment for individual instruction with a TM teacher. Uh, you go through, you're invited to come to a, uh, a meeting with that teacher. You're asked to uh, pay a course fee. Uh, there's been a bit of inflation in TM's pricing because when I started, the cost was $35. And today it's about $1,000. Uh, it had gone as high as $2,500, but that wasn't selling very well. So they drop, keep dropping the price back down. And uh, then you're asked to bring uh, certain items to the ceremony, which they didn't describe as a ceremony. They just called it a meeting. And those things included a white handkerchief, uh, some fresh fruit, some flowers. Um, that's pretty much all I remember. And then you are brought into a, a room uh, where there is an altar set up with a picture of uh, some Indian figure that I later learned was uh, Maharishi Mahesh Yogi, who's the founder of TM. That was his teacher. His name is, they call him Guru Dev. And then the teacher told me that he was going to perform a ceremony of thanksgiving to the tradition of teachers that preserved this knowledge through the centuries. And I would only witness the ceremony. And then he started chanting in some language I didn't understand, but later found out was Sanskrit. And during that process, the, the lights were pretty dim. Uh, the room was uh, pretty uh, heavy with incense and candles. And then he started chanting. And during the, that chanting period, he started making what looked like uh, offerings uh, to the guru, um, which all seemed quite strange to me. Then, and then following that, ceremony, he whispers this uh, sound, which is uh, your 
your mantra that you're never supposed to share with anybody ever or say out loud ever again. And uh, there's a meditation for a few minutes and then there's a bit of a longer meditation. And then you come back for four follow-up sessions with other people who learned on the same day that you did. So they're group meetings and they uh, explain a bit more about what's going on with the meditation and they check your meditation. So that's essentially what goes on. When this ceremony is going on, are you sitting there wondering what the heck does this have to do with anything? It seems strange to say the least, but uh, I really wasn't particularly involved in any religious practices. And I think like many people, they just look at it as some kind of an interesting uh, cultural deal and uh, and don't pay much attention to it. It's kind of like it takes five or six minutes, seven minutes, it's over. And uh, I don't even know if I ever thought about it again very much until I got further, further into the organization. So let's go a little further. So you've had this session, you obviously had a positive experience. How do you progress through the organization after that? You're invited back to further lectures uh, at the TM Center. And everybody's very, very friendly and warm. And everybody's talking about how great TM is. And then there's a group meditation. And so you're a bit spaced out. And then there's a talk, uh, usually a video uh, by of, of Maharishi, the, the teacher of TM, or the founder of TM. And he's talking about higher consciousness and world peace, and it all sounds very good. And then that process turns into being invited to a day-long seminar, and then a weekend seminar. And at those meetings, there's more frequent meditations and for longer periods of time. And then it leads from there to week-long or two-week retreats, ultimately ending, uh, for people who are into it, really uh, with teacher training. When I went through teacher training, it was a six-month course. It was in Switzerland. And uh, you could do it all together in six months, or you could break it up in two, three-month blocks, which is what I chose to do. So the, the thing that's needs to be understood about TM is that when people talk about it being a cultic organization, or at least sharing many features of a cultic organization, if somebody just comes to the learn TM and basically does their meditation 15, 20 minutes twice a day and occasionally comes to get their meditation checked, and you tell them that it's a cultic organization, they really have no way to relate to it. They don't know what you're talking about. But TM doesn't go after these people. They never say, you. they never put any pressure on anybody whatsoever, unlike some other you know, cultic organizations that we're all familiar with, where there's heavy duty pressure on people who wanna leave. So they never do that. But what they're really interested in is the five or six or seven percent of the people who go further, the ones who start coming to residence courses, the ones who are encouraged to learn how to check other people's meditations 
before they become a teacher. The ones who get exposed more and more deeply to the TM philosophy and then ultimately becoming a TM teacher. And essentially from that point, it can really go very, very um, heavily into what anybody uh, with any grain of sanity would, would, would understand as a, a cultic organization. You ended up working for them. So can you describe your time there and what you were doing? TM at that point, very early 70s, had very little infrastructure. It had started off as what was called the spiritual regeneration movement. And at that point in time, TM was all about spiritual development. What happened was that there was some research done by a Harvard professor named Herbert Benson on physiological changes that happened during meditation. And basically, he demonstrated that when somebody did TM, they ended up with, with a very deep rest. And we know that like rest is the, uh, the first thing that physicians uh, talk about when, they, when somebody presents them with, with an illness. The TM movement grabbed onto the health effects of TM as opposed to spirituality, because the truth is that spirituality wasn't selling in America. It sold in India, where Maharishi was from, but people weren't really that interested in spirituality in this country, but people were interested in health. So the whole focus of TM and marketing became health. And there's uh, an organization uh, developed called SIMS. Uh, it was the Students International Meditation Society. And that really started up because the Beatles got involved. And then there were like hundreds of thousands of people, college students, uh, who started learning TM. And to take advantage of that, the organization created a, what they call the Students International Meditation Society. They started going out with teachers on college campuses, and that's really what, what happened in terms of building the infrastructure of the organization. At that point, there was a switch from the students because uh, their interest fell off, and then the focus really became much more on health. And that's kind of where uh, TM's focus has really been for, for quite a while. So as you were going along, did you ever have a moment where you thought, oh, this isn't for me? or I don't know what I'm doing here, or I don't know if this is for me. Never. I thought this was the healing force for the world. It was going to be uh, extraordinarily uh, helpful for all the problems of the world that people were experiencing. And uh, I felt that, along with many other people, that we were in the forefront of a world transformation that was going to be led by uh, the TM organization and more and more people meditating. So yeah, I, I can't say I ever really had a moment during that process when I felt that way. To unlock the rest of this episode, visit patreon.com forward slash K-A-R-E-N-G-E-I-E-R. It's only $5 to unlock over 20 hours of content.